following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Dylan Rieger getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm more in the bet on especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. Good morning, Belly Up Fantasy Live. There it is. Game time. Let's go. Hit the ground running. How's everybody doing out there? I'm Chase Thornton coming to you from the Mott and Bailey Basement Park with me, as per usual, Kevin Wilson there down there in Texas. How are you doing, Kevin? We are doing good down here. And uh, as we talked just before we came on the air, it's it's, we got sunny skies out here and uh, currently 58 degrees headed towards 70. So life is good at the present time. All right. So for the rest of us out there, we can look, we, we can look on with that and, and with envy right now, but actually yeah. it's not too bad up here. Like we said, it's the forties, it's sunny driveways clearing off. We're getting, you know, getting rid of some of the snow. So uh, better times are ahead. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, at least up here in the <laughs> great white North. So uh, welcome in everybody. Yeah. yeah. Lots going on this week. You know, we're, we're kind of in what I like to call the, the, the dead zone almost of the NFL off season. Now, typically there is no, off season for the NFL anymore with, with media, social media and, and 24 hour networks for the, for the league and other sports networks and everything else going on. But uh, you know, we've kind of passed that initial uh, wave of free agency. And then we had kind of the aftershocks and I realize I'm mixing metaphors there, but everybody gets <laughs> the point. And so now we're kind of waiting for the draft and there's, I mean, there's a few, stragglers out there there there'll be some guys that sign between now and the draft there may be some trades between now and the draft involving draft picks for this season uh we're all anticipating or waiting on say the Aaron Rodgers trade we're all waiting to see what happens with with uh Lamar Jackson for instance and we'll talk about him later um there are some other names out there that are still drifting around that we're waiting on but uh for the most part this begins kind of a quiet period here this, right. the, the, the month or over. so before the yeah, the, the big excitement is over. The, the tampering period kind of kicks off the frenzy. And it's about a week or two, and then you get about a month before the, the draft hits. And obviously all the excitement is, and is talking about the draft, but in terms of moves, we're kind of in a dead zone. Um, but we have had a couple of moves, like we said, in the, la- in the last week here. And so I thought today we wanted to start off to talk about a couple of those moves, some of the biggest names that, that moved in the past week here and what they're going to mean from a fantasy standpoint Uh you know, not just for themselves, but for the team around them and uh, maybe going forward uh, dynasty wise. First move we want to talk about this morning, everybody, is uh, the Jets trading Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns. Now, the move is the Jets get Cleveland's second round pick, which is number 42 overall, while Cleveland gets Eli Moore and the Jets' third round pick, number 74. Now, if you remember correctly, Cleveland's first round pick this season went to Houston as part of the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, you know, they traded, I don't know, 76 first round picks. They don't, uh, they don't have a first round pick till yeah. our children are, you know, graduated. But, In college. <laughs> right. But now they've traded their second round pick away to New York as well. Uh, so that number 74 pick in the third round becomes Cleveland's top pick in the draft this year. Um, 
Eli Moore will join, obviously, Amari Cooper, who had a great season last year for the for the Browns, even with Jacoby Brissett and a vastly diminished, less than, yes. less than stellar Deshaun Watson throw into him. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is a young receiver still, I believe he's only 24 still, um, has a lot of upside as well. Um, and had actually a pretty good year last season. Um, but he joins them as like their third wide receiver threat or second or third wide receiver threat, kind of a slot guy. And, uh, and also then David and Joku and the fabulous Nick Chubb in the background in the backfield. Um, it leaves the jets with picks number 42 and 43 back to back picks now in the second round this, this season. So first thing I want to talk about just from the Brown standpoint, is this a trade you like and Who's what? Whose value do you think is affected most by this on the Browns? Is it more? Is his does his value rise? Is it does he draw away from Cooper or DPJ? Does he? I mean, what are your what is your take fantasy wise on more to the Browns? Well, it all depends if Deshaun Watson comes anywhere close to being Deshaun Watson. I don't think Cooper. He's the number one receiver. Nothing happening to him. And as you mentioned, he might be a two wide receiver. He might be even a three. And so he's going to have to, because I'm looking at his numbers. He's never, he's been in the league two years. Most catch he's ever had is 43. Mm-hmm. That is not a number two wide receiver. And of course he's had the Jets, you know, quarterback, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a right. puddle back there. So um, a second wide, uh, round pick seems like kind of a lot to me to give up for him but uh if they like him you make your move and uh if Deshaun Watson is Watson then I, he might because he had 43 and 37 he might combine those two numbers in one season so right. for a second round if that in fact happens then we're really talking an excellent you know choice on the Browns part but uh, I'm going to have to see some meshing going on there before right. I'm putting any kind of, you know, fantasy stock right. into Elijah Moore. To me, if you've got him in fantasy, of course, you keep him. You hope maybe he looks really good, so maybe he becomes a trade chip. There, and and I, I like what you said about Deshaun Watson. In fact, when I, when I sent my tweet out, uh, you know, about the trade when it first happened, I said, if Deshaun Watson is even 75% of what Deshaun Watson was, then the Browns could have a really potent offense. This could be a fun, fun team to watch this. It could be a fun team. If Njoku keeps on going the way Mm -hmm. he started going last year, and he's a guy who needs consistency and, but if he if he even comes close or even builds on what he was doing last year, then right. they've got the wide receivers, they've got the tight end, of course they got Chubb back there, and so Cleveland's offense might just be supersonic. I agree. Uh, yeah, the 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 Njoku thing. He may. I mean, he he finally last year looked like the potential superstar tight end that we, that right. we, we saw, we saw it. Not the guy that you year. pick up and he hitches three passes. Yeah. And, right. And then he gets hurt and then they're talking so. about trading him and he's asking for trades. 
But and then remember too, though, at tight end, they also brought in Jordan Akins, who was the top uh tight end in Houston, and the Houston right. tight end situation will come up in a minute. <laughs> but uh Akins, a guy who has played with Watson before, has, has so now they have they have a three deep tight end room between Njoku, Akins, and Harrison Bryant, who remember won the Mackey Award in college as the best tight end and has looked pretty good in in the NFL. He's a little undersized, but I mean, they've got, they've got a deep wide receiver room. Now they've got a deep tight end room. They've still got Nick Chubb. There's right. always, there's still the possibility they bring back Kareem hunt. He's still out there on the market. And if not, they have a recent draft pick who they're really high on in Jerome Ford. Uh, plus they've got Watson. But like I said, if Watson, I agree with you, if Watson is even 75% of what we have seen Deshaun Watson be, this could be potent. I agree that Cooper is the number one and has to be the number one. It has to be number one. He has to catch 90 balls. We look at you look at last year's numbers. Amari Cooper was whether anybody, you know, remembers this or not, or noticed or not, Amari Cooper was wide receiver 10 in fantasy last season. Right. Wide receiver 10 overall. Gotten later in the draft and really got value out of it. You could have got him for a song, and he was wide receiver 10 with Jacoby Brissett. Playing twelve games or whatever, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I agree. Amari Cooper is the number one; it has to be the number one. Donovan yeah. Peoples Jones had had a good year last year for for his you know perspective. Uh, he's still a young guy. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones has only been in the league for three years. Now, last year was by far his best year. It was his highest usage that he's had. Uh, it's the first time he's. Hit, I mean, he had twenty targets and fifty eight targets his first two years in the league. He had ninety six last year. Um, so, I mean, he obviously is still coming into his own. He is only right. 24 years old. Uh, but now they get Eli Moore. And like yeah, you said, if they've got he, Eli Moore, then maybe he doesn't get 96 targets. Well, he, and he might not. You know but what I mean? These targets got to go somewhere. So I, I think that I think that the what they can count on or what 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 you can expect for more though. I think Cooper and, and Peoples Jones are outside receivers. I think they are they are true wideouts. I think more for them. Yeah. Moore's a little smaller. I mean, he's only five ten. Uh, I think he and he's uh, like hundred bucks seventy eight or something like that. I mean, Crimey's I outweigh him. Um, Me too. <laughs> which I mean, you know, hey, look. But uh, I think more fits in the slot for them, and so I think that that you're talking about a guy who they don't necessarily need to operate and take. He doesn't, he's not going to take away people's Jones's position on the field, but like you said, maybe he might draw some targets now. He might, if he, and the, if he becomes a legitimate, end, they're going to have to decide are they playing a three wide receiver offense, or are they, playing, or are yep. they deciding to play a two tight end offense? 12 personnel, are they going to go 11? Yep, I, I agree there. So I mean, but, but they've got the option. We're going to need to see before we you know can come to any kind of conclusion about who's going to benefit most because we don't know what kind of offense they're going to run. You know you look you look at Eli Moore and he had such an exciting finish to his rookie season now I mean over the last 7 games of his rookie season in 2021 he had he scored 17.6 fantasy points per game he had 35 catches 472 yards scored 6 touchdowns one of them was a rushing touchdown even um he ran a four three right. two forty. No six pro touchdowns day. were the only touchdowns he had all the whole season. 
Right, but it was the it was the so, last seven games right. when he actually so was getting that used. The kind of explosiveness that he does have. So we know that potential is there. Now, last year, for whatever reason, and like you said, he had the Jets quarterbacks thrown to him, and the the Jet quarterback last year was like five different dudes, all kind of right. cycling through, and pretending which, to be you know, a quarterback. Through for one and a half yards per attempt, or whatever that crazy stat was. Right, and there's a reason that they are trying to bring in Aaron Rodgers. And, and yeah, not just like every team would love to have Aaron Rodgers. No, they, these people are trying to bring him in, right? There's a reason they're desperate to pick up a guy who is filled with drama and maybe on the last year or two of his of his career because they didn't have anything there last year. Right, and that just goes to show what happens to a franchise when you make a quarterback selection and it blows up in your face. Right. And then right. your franchise is set back for years. Exactly. And, you know, they took Wilson and he's embarrassing Wilson's throughout the land. <laughs> and so it, it, it didn't work out. It has no. not worked out. And what are they going to do with him now that if they do bring in Aaron Rodgers? Right. The, the, the talk is that they have so. not given up on him, but I think he was definitely a contributor to a contributor or lack thereof in terms of contribution to Moore's uh, down year last season. So when you combine the fact that he absolutely he has had such a him. terrible quarterback situation and that tantalizing end to 2021, this is a guy that, I mean, you can, you can criticize Cleveland all you want for one, you know, and not you, but I, you know, the colloquial you, well, you could criticize I, Cleveland I, you all know, you want for trading some, away some criticism of, of Cleveland. <laughs> Right. You know, Regardless, what, 1998 right? or or whatever year it was that they 2000, you know, whatever it was that they came back into the league. Right. They but been... but for for trading away a second round pick to get a guy like Eli Moore, like I said, who's 23. Yeah, they better be convinced. This is not but man. this is this is not a guy, though, that's like you're not trading a second round pick for for a guy who's 37 years old. And yeah, you know, I mean, they didn't no. trade him for a guy who's on the way out. Eli Moore at 23 could still have just as long a, a career as half the guys that are, that are coming out this season. He's got two years left on his contract. You only owe him a million and a half and a million point nine over those two years. This is a very affordable contract, a young enough guy and a guy with enough, uh, enough to get you excited. I'm okay with them giving up a second round pick for this guy. If this was the kind of guy you were going to get, with your second round pick this round year, pick anyway. That's that's a good point. You got, good there. Point. You go. Boom. And so, like, if they're convinced that he's that guy, then okay. But he's going to have to be that guy. He's he's a guy a that round pick. You're going to want to watch the buzz leading into the year around him. That's right. Because in redraft, in redraft, if. If this move gets forgotten by next week, which some people maybe already has been, if this move gets forgotten and they move on, you can probably you could probably get him pretty cheap in redraft for absolutely, and and it, with a possibility of paying off pretty big time, right? Uh, and I but I agree with you completely in dynasty. I I want to hang on to this because this has the potential to go somewhere. I wasn't right. necessarily dumping him anyway. Because no, of his age, you can't dump a guy that's twenty three. No, dynasty. but I mean, now, now that he's got a much better situation, shot. which seems weird to say that anywhere is a. I mean, 
Cleveland's a much better situation than anywhere, but he is. He's in a much better situation right now and a much better chance to succeed. So I I really like this move. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, the next thing I wanted to look at is actually two moves, but uh, same team. So we'll we'll talk about them both. And your cat shows up just in time to talk about yeah, the just cats. Just in time to talk about the Panthers. Just in time to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers bring in Adam Thielen and. DJ Chark. They were now obviously they traded away DJ Moore to the Bears to pick right. up that overall number one pick in the draft this season, but they replaced one DJ with another. Uh, apparently, they're they're big on that around there. Apparently DJ so. Chark and Adam Thielen. Now these two guys project to be at least as the team is currently constructed. These two guys project to be their top two wide receivers. Um, Adam Thielen obviously has been a top guy before. He's been a great fantasy guy. He's been a very consistent but, player, but, not, but he's obviously on the downswing of his career. Not yeah. recently. I was getting obviously right on the downswing of his career. DJ Chark, on the other hand, is one of those guys that we well, we've seen we've seen flash ability and flash talent yeah. and flash fantasy usability, but doesn't seem like he's ever fully grabbed a hold of what he's capable. No, and, and it's kind of weird because. Yeah, you know, the Lions were blowing the doors off the place in the offense a year ago, and he still wound up with 30 catches. Yeah. Yep. That so that's 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 not convincing me at all. And then he had 22 the year before that. And you have to go clear back to 2019 where he had a thousand and eight yards received. With the Jaguars. With now the Jaguars. The the only thing that I would say about this is that I I like the idea. They are obviously targeting a quarterback at number one. Obviously, we don't you know don't who. There's move. been the talk. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Stroud, Young. We don't we don't know who, but they are obviously targeting a quarterback at number one there. So they're going to try and bring a young guy in on a team that was not great last season, but they have completely retooled their skill positions on that team. They bring in Hayden Hurst at, at tight end, who's the best tight end they've had maybe since Greg Olson's early years. Uh, they bring in Miles Sanders yeah, to replace Dante Foreman. Um, and they and they also, yeah, right. Uh, but they bring in Thielen, they bring in Clark. Now, Thielen last season, last just last season, a down year, a yep. year that everybody was kind of yep. ragging on Thielen for 70 catches on 107 targets. Oh, I wouldn't so, rag on him. It's just, so I don't, you know, but, but the, the, the talk but around the from industry a fantasy is perspective. Yeah. If you put any kind of eggs in that Thielen basket, you were feeling very, this is a guy on the decline and by everybody's yep. measurement in, in Look, fantasy, he hasn't had more than 74 catches in the last three years. No, but 70 catches, 107 targets, 716 yards, six but touchdowns six still. TDs, so that rescues his fantasy value just a little bit. 180 and fantasy points. The year before that, so he can still get in the end zone. 180 fantasy points last season. DJ Moore, who they just got rid of, who everybody kind of universally acknowledges as a number one type guy, DJ Moore had 199 points for this team last year. I'm well aware of that because I had him so, on my team. <laughs> so. right. You know, so I mean, was, I'm, I'm by no means suggesting. Row, I, I guess I like to like, you know, commit, you know, some sort of, you know, <laughs> it, you know, personal yeah. bodily injuries or something. Because right. I've drafted him two years in a row now. 
Yeah, no. And so I'm 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 off the DJ Moore train because he's not gonna you know target me three years running. You might be jumping off at the wrong time. I mean, we don't might know be. what he'll be. But be. I might can't be. blame me. I've, I've I've had guys like that too, where you're like, "Geez, why do I continue to jump on this guy?" Right. Year after no year one after that year. you're just gonna wind up, you know, splashing hot acid into your face, and you don't want that. <laughs> but uh, the bringing in Adam Thielen, though, he obviously still has NFL ability to 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 offer. Now, right. fantasy wise, I'm not big on him. But where I like this move, fantasy-wise, uh, is for whomever ends up playing the quarterback there because they are bringing in that veteran. Pre- I like it regular football-wise. I like it fantasy football-wise, too. Because I think you've brought in a guy who will be a nice – even as the number one, he can option. He, he can be that safety blanket option for this guy coming in. Adam Thielen still knows how to run, you know, run routes. He's going to be where you expect him to be. He's going to be, he's going to work the right way. He's going to show this guy how to work. Uh, You know, and he's just, he's going to be able to lead that wide receiver room from a personality standpoint, from a, from a, I've been there. I know how to do it standpoint. DJ Chark is not old. He's been in the league for a while, but uh, both of these guys, if you well, you have to take DJ Moore out of the equation because DJ Moore is out of the equation now. Right. Both of these guys, even with that year you mentioned from Chark, only 30 catches, they would have been the top two receivers on Carolina last season based on their yeah. numbers from last season. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not saying a whole lot. No. But I mean, you know so I mean? but they have yeah. done what they can do to replace the guy that they lost. And so, yeah, so if, if they wind up catching, let's say, 70 balls apiece. Mm-hmm. They're in good shape. Mm-hmm. They're in good shape, and then, you know, you mentioned about Miles coming over there because as terrible as they were a year ago, the Carolina running game, you got something out of their running game. Yeah. So he could come in there. So if if these two guys can catch the balls, the running game, I I I think that he's going to have a decent year even though he's probably lamenting the fact he's no longer on the uh, the Eagles. Right. And Carolina is obviously not going to the playoffs, except for maybe because they're in the worst division in football. But still, he's going to have a good year, I think. And if he has a good year and these guys catch the balls and, and the rookie doesn't look like he's overwhelmed, this all could work out pretty well for Carolina. Right. This it's a team that has an offensive line. That's kind of middle of the pack, but is maybe ascending. Uh, and you, like you said, they, they were effective running the football last year. If they, they could they, be effective running this year with miles, they can turn around and give the ball to. Yeah. And they both Chuba Hubbard. Now they've got miles Hubbard and don't Foreman. Yep. Both were effective running backs, both in real and fantasy. And so, let's keep in mind, too, that their presumed number three guy, who's their top returner, uh, return guy, I should say, not returner, but returning guy, their top returning receiver, Terrace Marshall Jr., is only 22 years old. He was he, He's a second-round pick himself, and he's only 22 years old. He's younger than some of the guys coming out in the draft this year. So, I mean, they've still got young right. talent there to, to grow with and and connect with whoever they bring in to, to be a starter. Um, I just think these are two – I think that Carolina has made some really intelligent, savvy moves 
in terms of getting themselves back to respectability quickly. It's a winnable division. Right. Even with a it rookie a quarterback, it's a winnable these division. guys don't break the bank. Mm-hmm. So they could work out. And yeah, you're not tied to, to these guys forever. See if the quarterback works yep. out. And no, I agree with you. I like depending that. on a rookie quarterback is iffy at best in the best scenario. So, but I mean, if the guy if the guy can even just you know receive uh, you know receive snaps and like you said, hand off to Miles Sanders and occasionally get the ball out, uh, they're going to be better. This I think they could be better this year, even with the rookie quarterback, which is weird. And they, I mean, they may not be a great team. And, no. you know, everybody's saying well, like, oh, well, that division's a great team. They so. trade, they gave away their first round pick next year. And the bears might end up with number one overall pick next year. I don't know that they I do don't end up with a number terrible. one overall. No, I don't think I, that pick would probably still be a top 10 pick. It that's might quite be. possible. But maybe even this likely. is a team that's, that's making moves to ensure their long-term health. They're long-term not tied to that the fans give a flying crap about the <laughs> right. team. Right. Right. Because they're trying, you know, to build something and yeah. they have not been anything since they went to the Super Bowl. No. Right. Cam Newton flamed out with the uh the brightest of lights and 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 they have not been able to find anyone back there since he left town. <laughs> No, they definitely have not. And he came back, and that you know the magic was not there. So, and he could throw sixty-five yard passes on pro days or whatever else he did the other day. But Cam Newton, but yeah, Cam, just, just yeah, stay listen, home, Cam. All right, there are plenty of guys, and I know we all make we all make you know those those we all get psyched up. Oh, a guy threw it sixty-five yards in the air. That's not easy. But there are a lot of guys in the NFL that if they're allowed to just wind up, they're warmed up and they can just toss the damn thing as far as possible, can make a throw that far. And when everybody's running around in shorts and t-shirts, it's not a, it's not the biggest thing in the world to make a a downfield connection with a run with a receiver, especially an NFL caliber wide receiver. Like these guys assumedly are, if they're at a pro day for the, for the draft. If you've watched Cam Newton throw at any point in the last several seasons in a game, he couldn't. He couldn't throw it from here to there. My wife no. on the couch over there. I, he couldn't throw it over there. No, he, he's yeah. Oh, he's. It's kind of he's kind of shot putting it from right. the sidearm, and it kind of comes out. And to here right. comes your six foot eight, you know, defensive lineman. That's just not happening. There's been no zip on that ball the last several years None. that he's actually played. He's yeah. not throwing the over Patriots, the top. That was disastrous. And then it's Cam Newton's 18 and a half feet tall. If he throws over the top, there's nobody in the league that should be able to block a pass from him. And, and but but yeah, he's he's kind of kind of shot putting it almost from the shoulder in games. I don't, I mean. Maybe he's rehabbed past that. I don't know. Shoulder th- doesn't seem like the kind of thing you can you change. I'm not big on him, but yeah, no, th- they they are set to have their best quarterback situation in years. They are building an offense around him. They've got a line in front of him. They've they've brought in good quality veteran guys who can kind of be a cushion as this dude lands in the NFL and going forward. Then they're they've still got freedom to add some young guys. And I, I, I like what they're doing in Carolina to, to try and write this ship. I really do.
Yep. Um, I, so, I agree with that hundred percent. So between the two of them, Thielen and Chark, is there anybody you would be willing, is there either of them that you'd be willing to take a chance on? Uh, not dynasty ones, redraft wise. Redraft, you know, if the Thielen, he still got that name recognition. I think that some people would probably take him earlier than he probably should go. But DJ Chark, no one's sitting there we're going, man, I got to have that guy. Right. And so he might be, if he can be the Jacksonville Jaguar version of Chark, and but I just read it, he had a thousand and eight yards receiving. If he can do that and you can get him towards the back end of the of the draft, that's something I would be very willing to do. What you what you bring up is a is a good point there that because of his name recognition, Thielen might go a little sooner. He might go a little higher than what you you want to pay for him. Right. Let somebody else somebody pay too pay much him for him. Adam yeah, I mean, I'm not jumping on the guy. I no. like I like the idea of taking a real late flyer on him. But yeah. if somebody else is going to overpay for him, okay, have him because I'm not out anything, right? He's he probably projects to me. He projects as a wide receiver four with three upside right now. Right, um, but someone's going to take him higher than that. I guarantee someone. You, someone I will see the name right now. Someone out there in the fantasy realm, maybe those that are not tuned into us at this moment, <laughs> <laughs> will take him higher than that. They'll and take I said, him I said, numbers number wise, receiver. Numbers wise, last season he would have been their number one receiver of their currently constructed group. That does not mean, however, like you just kind of alluded to, that doesn't mean that DJ Chark doesn't become their number one. That doesn't mean he's he not their number one. He could. And if you can get Chark late. Which you will be able to or do. Unless the other possibility. The doors off, but nobody blows the doors off in, no. in, uh, in exhibition games. Especially anymore, not when so. they're a starter. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no so, starters yeah, are, so are racking up that, numbers. Yeah. Right. So you can get him later in the draft. And I think there's all kinds of upside there. He's he's either he's either one of those like late draft steal potentials, or he profiles as one of those guys that everybody kind of gets down on, forgets about, and then becomes a waiver wire pickup that really becomes kind of a valuable piece. Not like a league winner, but a no. real valuable piece off the wire once he establishes this connection with whomever's throwing him the ball. Right. And so. if he is a legitimate number two wide receiver on a team, if you can get somebody like that off the waiver wire, you are really bringing it in. Right. So we move now from three moves that, that I kind of like from a fantasy standpoint and from a real life football standpoint to a couple of moves that I hate from a fantasy standpoint in Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary, both signing with the Houston Texans. Right. Now, Dalton Schultz coming off a season, uh, you know, 57 catches on 89 targets, 577 yards, five scores. He scored 142, over 142 uh, fantasy points in a PPR league. We've seen Dalton Schultz now for the last several years has been a top yeah. level uh, tight end. It's not a position where, you, you know, guys typically shoot yeah. the lights out anyway. Right. But, uh, but now he signs with the Texans. Now those numbers that I just, brought up to you would have been really good numbers on the, on the Houston Texans last year. We mentioned Jordan Akins uh, has 
is gone. Jordan Aikens was their top tight end last season in Houston. He moves on to, to Cleveland. So now Dalton Schultz steps into that number one role of the guys that they brought back. They needed to make a move like this of the guys that they're bringing back. Tegan Catoriano, Brevin Jordan, who was a massive disappointment last season. I had him ranked as a top 10 tight end coming into the season. I thought they would actually use him. Then they signed OJ Howard. Then everything went to hell. Uh, right. And Mason Shrek, but of the three guys that they've, they've still got off of last year's roster, they scored a combined 96.2 fantasy points. Wow. Uh, Dalton Schultz is by far the, a better option than, than what they had going into the season. I'm a better option than what they had going into the season. <laughs> right? I'm 5'5". Five, five. I probably was a better <laughs> tight end option in terms of what they had. Um, but they bring in Dalton Schultz. They've traded away Brandon Cooks. They've signed Robert Woods to, okay. Yeah, let's not get, you know, too excited Um, about that. But Dalton, you know, Dalton Schultz is kind of like their big ad, essentially. I like that from a football standpoint. I like the idea of a reliable tight end for a brand new, we are assuming, it should be assumed with the number two overall pick, that Houston is also targeting a quarterback because they the Davis Mills experiment went horribly awry. Yeah, if they don't target season. a quarterback, then they just need to disband the entire franchise. <laughs> just move on, guys. Find another line of work. Uh, That's right. So I like the idea of Dalton Schultz as a safety blanket for this new new tight end for this new quarterback. I hate it from the standpoint of it takes a guy that was a reasonably reliable tight end and in a, in a in a tight end field at a position that has 8,000 questions anyway. And it just adds more questions to it by now is Dalton Schultz still going to be Dalton Schultz going forward. What's your take on that? Well, You're closer to it than is, I am. as we talked briefly before we came on the air, I was way off on Dalton Schultz a year ago when Dak went down, I went on this very program and said, go out and get Dalton Schultz if you can, because Cooper Rush will be targeting him. Well, guess what? Cooper Rush didn't even look his way. <laughs> nope. And so the, 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 the usual thought process is that a young quarterback would like a quality tight end that, you know, if you're getting born, you know, the defensive lineman's bearing down on you. It's a hot read. It's a hot read in a lot of offenses. You can throw it to 10 yards down the field. And so – I still, I'm, 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 I'm gonna kind of lean towards that's what an into, a quarterback will do, mm-hmm. but Houston's got all kinds of issues all the way around on their team, so they bring in a young guy. Uh, I'm not sold on the offensive line, and not sold on their on on their offensive weapons. Anyway, so and so when you're looking at Dalton Schultz, as you mentioned had 57 catches the year before he was fabulous. He had 78 catches, but the year before that 63. So between 63 and 57 is about what you're looking at. I think as far as his totals. And so if that's not something that I'm going to, people are going to be out there going, Hey, I need a tight end. It happens all the time. People still haven't got the idea. You don't need to spend a whole lot of money to get a tight end because after, you know, Kansas no. City, they're uh, yes. all pretty much 
unless you're spending that on yeah unless you're spending that capital on travis kelsey right yeah so you know don't schultz will come off the board way earlier than i'm willing to take him and so so in in fantasy you can have them and Mm -hmm. if you have them on your you know on your dynasty team obviously you are stuck with him (laughs) because you are and it might work out but no one's going to sit there and give you anything for him, especially in this draft when everybody's talking about that there's a lot of quality tight ends coming out. Right, right. So, there are some, there are some top level, top right. level prospects. So coming. you can you can hang out a little bit on the tight end position in redraft and not worry about what Dalton Schultz will or won't do. I agree completely. I I I don't like this move for Dalton Schultz's fantasy value yet. Now maybe right. I'm surprised. I hope I am. I hope I am for Houston's sake. It's a right. good move for Houston to make. For Houston, it's a great it is. move on the field Not a good for move the franchise. For Schultz, he, he could forget yeah. about making the playoffs. <laughs> right. I mean, right. He's going to get paid, but he's going to get paid, and maybe that's his priority, and that's fine. But it just, but it, from a fantasy look, standpoint, at that a position, whole contract, no playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. None. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Right. He's, yeah. He, he'll be good. He'll be going home in January. Every year, right? Uh, I but I I ah, you bring up a good point, dynasty wise, that you might be stuck with him because tight end is not the easiest position because of the questions surrounding it, right? And because of there's no long term stability. Like five guys worth having in in, in, right, you know, in in fantasy anyway. It's not an easy position to trade. Just hope gives you something. It's not an easy position to trade you might be able to snag something if you have backup options at the position. I don't mean backup in terms of like backup caliber. I mean, right. if you have other if options. You have somebody on my dynasty don't. team, I've got Cole commit right on my, as my number two tight if end. You've got a Pat Fryermuth. If you've got, yeah, if you've got right. another option, if you got one of those guys, right. Try and move him. Try and move. Maybe you'll give somebody to bite on the name recognition. I doubt play it. up the idea that. Play up the idea of where he's, you know, where he's ranked in the last, you know, couple of years, and you know, play up the idea that oh, he's a top ten tight end, top ten tight end, top ten tight end. You might get somebody to bite on that and give you at least something for it, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, top he, ten tight end doesn't have the same ring to it as the top ten running back or top ten right. wide receiver. You know, so now we so. go from a guy who we know will be the unquestioned number one on that team at his position to a guy that we have no idea how this will shake out now going forward under you know under the new coaching regime in Houston. Devin Singletary moves from Buffalo. It's speaking of guys that who I had gonna... on my fantasy team, so <laughs> speaking I... of guys going from the playoffs to right. not the playoffs, to the outhouse. This is you're yeah. going from the cusp of the Super Bowl and a possible Super Bowl run every year. To yeah, uh, watching the playoffs and wondering right. you know, just where they're going to shake out in the top five of the, the draft. last name Allen thrown to you, right? And so till, Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary signs on, right? And I would last like year, this if they didn't already have a quality running back back there, who it's only a second year, and I think that you know, I liked what what happened with him last year before you know he wound up getting hurt and all that mm-hmm. so if he was the number one run, running back i, I you know I, I could buy it if either not, one of them was the number one to be 
Yeah, and that's that. Therein lies the rub, my friend. That's the problem. Damian Pierce, as a rookie, right. looked like a legitimate number one running back. He was looking like a good starting running back. If you had him in Dynasty, Despite like I, I've got three or four shares of him. Terrible. He was, was running the football. Yeah, behind a, an offensive line, like you said, that was ranked. I think at end of season, I think they ranked number twenty six on PFF's end of season you rankings. Know, I could They're go not a good line and get an offensive line together that would rank twenty six. <laughs> yeah, so. couple of couple of tipped yeah. over trash cans and Laramie Tunsil <laughs> could block about as well as they did last year. Right, but uh, you know, Damian Pierce. 12.8 fantasy points per game last season. He was looking like a legitimate running back and you were excited to see what his future was going to be. Right. Now they bring in Devin Singletary who 11.1 points per game on a better team last season. Uh, this is not, this is not an upgrade in any way, shape or form. No, it isn't because obviously in Buffalo, they decided, Hey, we've got our young running back in place and he is taking touches yeah. away from him and so james, what does he do? james cook looks Houston like so he can yeah. take away touches from somebody from else a second year running back james so, cook is like is a receiving cook, looks like a receiving back in this league james right. cook is not his brother no he is not dalvin cook no dalvin cook people, can do anything yeah last year a helped. lot of people were trying to make it sound like he was his brother no, which no, i was never on that no, train no, 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 whatsoever no. and uh but i think coming into his second year He's got some upside. So he's set up unless they make some kind of move or make a draft. I've seen honestly, I've seen B. John Robinson attached to them. If he falls that far and they jump on him, just get out of Buffalo's way, everybody. But Singletary in Houston, he's he's small. He's small for a running back. Right. Uh he's not as so so Pierce is the bigger running back. Right. So now you're setting up a situation where now. Singletary may become the receiving type running back and Pierce becomes the early down and the, and the, the pounder. And either way, either way, it draws, either way, it draws draws that from from both of them. Right. Exactly. Look at the numbers, right? The last two years, Devin Singletary's averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Mm -hmm. You'll take that every time. And he has 12 touchdowns during that time. So, he if you're going to have him on your team, that's your number one running back. But you he already have a number Pierce. one running back. <laughs> so, if someone from Houston is listening to the show, call in or whatever and let us know what the thought process was <laughs> yeah. behind what doing is, that. Yeah. Like I said, again, from a football, from, a, from, from the franchise's standpoint, it's a good one. You brought in a guy who's very talented. And again, a guy who can be very reliable as you transition to a young quarterback who's trying to find his way in this league. And Singletary doesn't preclude Damian Pierce from becoming what Damian Pierce looked like he was on a trajectory to be. But Devin Singletary is only 25. This is not an old guy on his way out. This is a guy who wants to be right. in the league He's not and old. can be in the league for a while. And, you know, it's not like we just mentioned Miles Sanders earlier going to Carolina being you know the running back there yeah that's not happening with this situation no i yeah i i it's a situation that it's it's i've gone from being excited about damian pierce and his fantasy prospects right i'm still in dynasty i still am excited on your on your dynasty team this is a move that does not thrill you whatsoever 
and it's it's a move that makes me want to shy away from either of them, even more so than I maybe already was in redraft. Right. I'm not that I was excited about the Houston running back situation. We have to wait and see how healthy Pierce is going to be to start the season. Right. Um, but either way, knowing that the two are now going to be coexisting all season in an offense with a rookie quarterback behind a terrible offensive line and a rookie head coaching staff. Yeah. I want to stay far, yeah. far away from that. Yeah. I that's don't know that I'll have a single Texan yeah, that's, on that's my the team. Witches brew if there ever was one. Yeah. So in either of those, or even redraft or dynasty, you know, the red alert light is flashing overdrive right i'm i'm holding pierce in dynasty on all my on all my rosters you have to do that but i don't know that i want another houston texan on any of my football rosters next year maybe maybe we get to a point by mid-season where i'm advocating for one or two of these guys dfs wise but other than that i'm steering clear of houston Let's uh, let's move on. Let's listen to our Manscaped ad here. We'll we'll listen to our good friends over there at Manscaped. We we'll come back on the other side. We're going to talk this uh, the quarterback landscape and <laughs> and how a certain uh, individual specifically fits into this quarterback landscape. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Belly up 20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. There we go. All right. Yes, there we, we all it. know our friends at Manscaped, and, and one stroke satisfaction comes uh, hand in hand, so to speak. Uh, remember, keep in mind right now, though, that's a new promo code. Now, we want I want to make sure we point that out. Head over to manscaped.com, new promo code belly up 20, and that's going to get you 20% off of whatever you order over there. Belly up 20. That's a new code. Uh, but let's look down at the, the, the quarterback landscape. Kind of, I, I covered this now. I several weeks ago, I covered kind of an overview of the quarterback landscape. Much has changed since then, but uh, basically, you we know the top two teams in the draft, Carolina and Houston, are both looking quarterback. We've there's a reasonable expectation that the number four team in the draft, Indianapolis Colts, will be looking quarterback with their pick. Now, that's right. contingent on the guy we're going to bring up in a few minutes here, but uh, past that you've got Seattle at number five who are not locked out of, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could pick a quarterback there. 
uh, especially since they have another first round pick coming at pick 20. Right. You've got the Las Vegas Raiders at number seven who could conceivably be looking quarterback, whether that's moving up or just waiting to see if someone, if one of the top four guys falls to them. Uh, Houston picks again at 12, obviously looking quarterback. The Jets picking right now for the moment are picking at 13 and whether or not they get Aaron Rodgers, there is a possibility they could be looking at quarterback. You've got Washington at 16, Tampa Bay at 19, uh, Minnesota at 23, all teams who are kind of in a transitional period or a possible transitional period from a quarterback standpoint too. Kirk Cousins, he's played for 8,000 years on franchise tags and everything else, and no one's been excited to have him. Um, no. So it's it's not out of the realm that, that Minnesota could be looking quarterback should somebody fall far enough where they either want to move up or take him where, where he falls. You got Baltimore at 22. So there are teams, there, there, there are teams all up and down this, this first round that are looking for looking for quarterbacks. But you've got four top quarterback prospects that everybody has has kind of solidified around and said these are the guys that are worthy of a first round pick at least. CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, Bryce Young out of Alabama, who had by all accounts a fantastic pro day this week. Will Levis out of Kentucky, and Anthony Richardson, the darling of the of the combine from Florida. Uh, so for teams looking for quarterbacks, those are the four guys you're looking at in the draft. But as we just said, there are three teams in the top four and maybe four teams in the top five who are looking for quarterbacks. If you're Las Vegas at seven and anybody past that, there's no guarantee that one of these top four guys are going to no. be there for you at quarterback. So if that doesn't happen, here's the quarterback free agents left on the market that you're looking at who are no strings attached. You could sign them tomorrow and call him your guy. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater. And then after that, you're looking at Mason Rudolph, Joe Flacco, Blaine Gabbert, guys like that, that no one wants. Joe Flacco has been a starter, won a Super Bowl. Good for him. I love the man to death. I'm sure he's a, his mother loves him too. But he's 976 years old and he's not right. a starting quarterback in this league anymore. Mason yep. Rudolph has never been a starting caliber quarterback. He's yeah, well, he all you're known yes. for is to get your helmet no. ripped off your head. You, yeah, you were bashed in by, by the right. best pass rusher in the game. That's 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 what you're known <laughs> for. And you've been in right? the NFL what but four years now? Yeah, no, this is not okay. a guy you want starting. Yeah. Backup no, is sure. not a guy you probably want, you know. You know, as a crossing guard over no. by your kid's school. So no. I honestly don't have a problem with Mason Rudolph as your number no. two. I don't want you're not looking at him as a starter. Teddy Bridgewater is at this point at the point in his career he's not a starter. No, as he a bridge starter. Anyone. Not to make too much of a joke, as a bridge starter, even that is iffy for Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Matt yeah. Ryan again, nine hundred seventy-seven years old. If he uh, couldn't do it last year, no, then he needs no. to cancel Christmas. That's and Carson said. Wentz looks like just no. I'm not sure how much longer Carson like Wentz will be in the league. 75 years old, so yeah, he, yeah, no. I liked so, him going in, sort of going into last year, and then I thought that he got a raw deal in Indianapolis, but then but the wheels fell off. Yeah, the wheels and, completely weeks. came off, yeah. front it, and back wheels. For about a month, it was like, hey, 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 hey. 
we got something here. And then, well, and then he, then he Carson Wentz all over. Right. Uh, so that's the landscape you're looking at. You're looking at either getting one of these top four guys in the draft, or those are the free agents you have available, except there's one more option out there that's available to most of the teams in the league. And it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is on the non-exclusive franchise tag from Baltimore. Now, the non-exclusive franchise tag, this is this is one of those things. NFL contracts and NFL uh, you know, salary cap things and rot, I don't find them near as confusing as NBA contracts and NBA. I mean, it seems like every year in the NBA, somebody who hasn't played in the league for five years gets traded for another guy who plays in Europe. And I'm like, what's really changing hands here except numbers on the page. And it's really That's just all it is. page, right? And then the player that you draft or you trade for, you yeah, wind right? up, well, you give him, well, I'm going to buy you out of your contract. Right. Then he winds up on the Los Angeles Clippers. And they've got a salary cap. That's not a salary cap. That doesn't mean anything. And guys can get a maximum contract of so much money with one team and not another. And I'm sure there are other people out there that look at that and think, Oh yeah, no, it makes perfect sense because they know more about it. But for a guy who follows the NFL primarily, I've never understood the NBA financial game, but in the NFL, the non-exclusive franchise tag for the quarterback this season, basically if Lamar signs it, he comes back to Baltimore one year, $32.4 million. And that's locked in. If they had signed him to the exclusive tag, it would have been roughly around 45 million, they believe. But what the non-exclusive franchise tag means is that any offer any team gives him, Baltimore has the right to match or refuse. So if no matter what any team wants to give him for a contract, Baltimore has the right to say, no, we'll do the same thing. And he comes back to Baltimore. Uh, if Baltimore decides not to exercise that right, the signing team owes Baltimore their top pick this year in 23, their number one pick. It has to be a first round pick, not just their top pick. It has to be a number one pick in 23 and a number one pick in 24. So if you're a team like Cleveland, who doesn't have a first round pick in those years, you're out regardless of what your other quarterback situation is. You cannot sign him. So there are about four or five teams without a pick in the first right. round. The Dolphins are out because they don't, they were shafted their first round pick this year for the Tom Brady yeah. buffoonery. But uh, so that's, that's the issue around signing Lamar Jackson. Now we know when Lamar Jackson was franchise tagged, there were like four or five teams that came out right away and said, Nope, not us. We're not in on him anyway. But you're talking about a guy who won the MVP award has, has, has set records as a rusher from the quarterback position. And that's where the position is headed or already is, is running, running type quarterback guys who are mobile. This is a guy who puts up numbers, puts up wins and has won an MVP award. And everybody's like, Nope, we don't want him at the most important position in the league. What are teams thinking here? Well, I think that what our team's thinking here is they don't want to give up two first round draft picks for a guy who has not played a full season in the last two years and that wants a fully guaranteed contract and he's not going to get it. And uh, it's, it, this whole thing is starting to spin out of control. 
Because you've got some Big guy time. running around saying I represent Lamar Jackson, who in fact isn't. Exactly. So. No, you 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 bring it up. Ken Francis is the name you're talking about. A memo from the league came out on Thursday to all That's 32 right. teams in the league with Ken Francis's name attached, said, listen, this guy is not an authorized NFL agent. So you cannot talk to him. Do not talk to him about any player. Lamar Jackson included contract status because he's not authorized to negotiate on behalf of a player under the league policies and rules. Ken Francis is a guy I don't know a whole lot about. Apparently he's a Florida man, which is not a good start to the bio no. anyway. <laughs> uh, last anybody knew about him, he was hawking like fitness equipment or something like that. Now Lamar did come out and refute that and said, no, he's not negotiating for me. Right. But like you just said, that this thing is spinning out of control. It's quickly. spinning out of control because of that, not just that. But now you've got the NFL PA leader accusing the NFL of collusion. Right. And it's sure, conclusion, if honestly, I remember the words correctly. And as you just mentioned, there are teams they cannot sign them because mm-hmm. they don't have a first round pick. Yep. Then, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, a con- con- collusion, really? I would take a, you know, a photo of Patrick Mahomes. And let lay that on the table and turn around and walk away. That's my solution. All right. If you're Buffalo and you've got Allen, you say, yep. okay. If you're the Seahawks and you just signed Geno Smith to a three year deal, mm-hmm. I've got nothing for your client and it's not collusion. So that whole claim is bogus from jump. The, 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 and- the, the, the biggest problem with the whole thing is that. He remains he remains unsigned, and he's obviously a signable. Ta- this is not just one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. This is one of the best handful of quarterbacks in the league in terms of, like, you know, guys that you would want to lead your franchise. He's still young for a quarterback. He's obviously got a ton of talent. You make a good point that, he, that he's been injury-prone, be- partially because of his playing right. style. Right. But you're talking and- about a guy at the most important position who is a, a high-level talent, and no and one seems I, to be looking at him. I, I don't know if you saw what uh, Mike Martz said about him. Of course, he's the, uh, the old you know Rams head coach. Rams, had, yeah, Rams simply, offensive quarter, yep. Yep, he simply said, hey, not every team is built to be able to bring in a quarterback like Lamar Jackson because let's say let's just say you're Green Bay, right? Right. You've got an offense that a guy that stands there and throws the football. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing in Lamar Jackson, even if you could or not, of course. But that's a you know classic example of a team right there. That that's just not your offense. So you're going to bring in Lamar Jackson, give up two first round picks. Now you've got an offense that's not catered to him. What are you building do? building your offense around Peyton Manning is much different than building your offense it around is. around Michael Vick or Ryan, Randall Cunningham. Right. Yeah. It absolutely is. You, you make know, a good go point. back in the day of you know yeah. the quarterbacks that we could compare this kind of situation <laughs> right. to. And that's exactly the point. And so that restricts that you know the fact that he's negotiating his own contract and his mom is chirping in his ear and everything else. 
But that's part of the problem is that we don't know then. Normally, in a normal normal negotiation, you've got the team on the one side, you've got the player and his agent on the other. And we know that negotiations go back and forth, and we know all the time that one side or the other leaks specific information to try and, you know, pump their side of that negotiation. You're talking about a guy, and I, I Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. I've never heard anything about him as a person that would tell me he's anything other than a top level person, a good, a good man, a good person. I have no, I am not, I don't know anything about his family situation. His, his mom keeps popping up in these stories. I don't know anything about any of that, but I do know that Lamar Jackson has not been trained and educated and experienced as a NFL negotiator on contracts. Right. And he doesn't have anyone. It appears he does not have anyone around him either who is in that situation. That's right. So you're going up against the NFL. You're going up against the machine. Right. They've been doing this their whole lives and they're, you know, Harvard educated or whatever it is, Stanford and all this other kind of stuff. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing and they'd be more than happy to give you a contract where you think you're signing you know, something, well, you'll get that if, you know, you die tomorrow or something. I, I have, right? I, I understand so, the sentiment. I understand the sentiment of, yeah, Lamar, you go out and get your own and do your own thing and not have to pay your, your, an agent money to get, to do that for. I understand that sentiment. The problem with it is, is what we're seeing right now. This is a guy who should not be unsigned and should not have this level this of chaos is, around him at this, this point. should never have gotten You should be on point, a team. Right. He should and be on a team. So, he should, he should it, arguably be on the Ravens right now with no questions asked and preparing right. for a Super Bowl run. And, and, and you know, we've seen, like, a couple of years ago with the whole Dak scenario, right? And they've signed him, they, they you know, to the franchise deal, and, and, and he was upset and everything else. And then they franchise him again, and he was upset again and all this other kind of stuff. But then finally, because he has an agent, they came to a deal. Right. And right. And, and so and it's over. And they've moved on. And he's unquestionably their guy right now. And he's done well. He's had a good, he's had a good when he's been healthy, he's had a good run. Right. Yeah, and, and and Jerry Jones is the weird half of that whole equation. But like you just said, he had an agent, a deal got done, Dak got money, no one felt it was unfair. And the team has moved on and the team knows what they can and can't do contract wise with everybody else on the team. They know where they stand moving forward right now. The Baltimore Ravens don't know if they, they have $32.4 million dollars to spend because they don't know anything. And they have $32 so- million dollars out of a 200 some million dollar salary cap. A seventh of their, of their salary cap is tied up right now in limbo because they, they don't know if they have it to spend or not. Right. Right. And, so that hurts them. Right. It hurts them big time because if you are the Ravens, let's say for a minute that he did sign an offer sheet somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And then the Baltimore Ravens didn't match it. They've got no quarterback. They've got <laughs> nothing. What are they going to do? Like you just said, these names that we mentioned that, uh, you know, older than, you know, Pintos, you know, that <laughs> came out in the 1970s. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Right, especially because so, none of these guys who are know, available run can run anywhere near 
a Lamar Jackson, speaking of contrast in styles, you don't get a bigger contrast in style than Lamar Jackson and Matt Ryan. They are opposite ends no. of the spectrum. No, that the that's, guy couldn't, you know, get that's out AOC and Marjorie Taylor Green from the pocket. So no, <laughs> no, they are right? opposite ends and then, of the spectrum. And, and let's say, okay, all these guys, you know, the four guys we mentioned at the top of the draft. By the time Baltimore's on the clock, you can cancel Christmas on they're that. They're You're not getting any of those dudes. Baltimore doesn't so, pick till twenty-two. What what so yeah. what are you going to do? Go out and get uh, Stenson, who's like forty-eight years old already. Stenson Bennett, yeah. right? So yeah. you know who this is, is old. Who is this, old this, for a quarterback prospect? Yes, right. And so this whole situation is hamstringing both Lamar Jackson and it's hamstringing Baltimore. But I don't see any conclusion, right, one way or now, the, the other. The one team that has popped up, the one team that I've has popped that. up. Talk about Atlanta? No, actually, I'm talking about Indianapolis. Okay. Atlanta came oh. out early and said, no, right. we're out, they, we're out. You know, they got 78 quarterbacks in there. Right. Room, so. They've also got a an owner who's wacky enough and crazy enough that he might like just decide to tell Chris Ballard, their GM, do it, pull the trigger, do it. Um, you know, I don't know. Indianapolis maybe, maybe could do it. If you put Lamar there, he's got Jonathan Taylor now behind him as a running back, great running back. So now right. you're talking about a, one of the top level, top five ish quarterbacks in the league and a definitely a top five level talented running back in the backfield. You're talking about they've got Jelani Woods, who looked great last season at tight end, who looks like a very good rookie. He looked like a very good rookie and has a very big future at six seven uh, at tight end. Uh, you've got you've got now they've they've got some receivers, but they don't necessarily have, in my opinion, they don't necessarily have that guy that strikes absolute fear into your heart uh from from a from the standpoint of an opposing team i mean michael pittman jr is a very good wide receiver yes yeah is he yet on the level of the Devonte adams types and and, no. and those where where he strikes that no. fear into your heart they no. lost That's paris no. campbell alec no. pierce looked good in flashes but they need probably another receiver or so um but you put Lamar on that team that again, in a winnable division, division, that's right. Looks like a pretty good team. Now, why, what would preclude them from, from doing that? Their pick this year. I mean, you're talking about that. That'd be the number four overall pick this season. They'd be giving up. That's right. probably where in their, their hesitation lies. Cause you give up a number four pick this year, next year's pick, probably more of a mid round pick uh, than, than that. If you grab Lamar, but giving up that number four pick just, but in my opinion, you're going to try and get your number one. You're going to try and get your quarterback of the future with the number four pick anyway. Right. Why? I'm, and it, why and, not and grab Lamar a guy Jackson who's is still young enough where right. he'll play, you know, Maybe as many years as the guy you took at number four, anyway. To period. Plus, you know he's established. You know he can play in this league. As much as as awesome as C.J. Stroud and Bryce and Bryce Young and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson look, 
as awesome as they look, there is no guarantee. In fact, there's a probability that one or more of them will one not those, end up being. probably will bust. Right? So if there's no all, guarantee. You know, Whoever yeah. you get, especially when you're sitting at four, two of those guys are gone already. So Absolutely. now you're picking from, from the two that are left. The only difference in, in taking that guy versus trading that pick and next year's pick away for, for Lamar is that you're paying that guy a rookie contract for the next five years. Right. Where you're paying As opposed Lamar to Lamar, you're paying premium money for the next five. Per you're paying year Lamar premium money for the next three, four years, at least. Um, I don't know what Lamar Jackson's looking for. I think everybody speculates that he wants the Sean Watson type money guaranteed. Uh, if the number he tweeted out at one point, 133 million a year from the Ravens was, was true. That would put his average annual value at around, what is it? Something like $44.3 million per year. Whereas Watson's contract guarantees him 46 a year. So you're in the ballpark there at 133 for three years. But we don't know if that's true or not. And we don't know necessarily what he is looking for. Is he looking for something close to Deshaun Watson? Is he looking for something exactly like Deshaun Watson? Is he looking to beat Deshaun Watson? Does he want... Does he I, want a Patrick I, I Mahomes type heard. contract? He wants a half a fully guaranteed deal, though. Yeah, like, like that's as simple as it comes. And NFL teams just first of all, they do. don't give they don't give fully guaranteed deals. And as we mentioned, right, the Watson before, thing was a complete look at, yeah. Looking to the outlier. Cleveland Browns for stability and making decisions is not a good plan. That was a complete outlier from a desperate franchise who hasn't had a quarterback since Bernie Kosar retired. So, yeah. yeah. So you know, don't don't bring up the Cleveland Browns as an argument no. to prove a point at any time. So, and then the other other guy that uh, you know, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. That that's kind of worked out for them. Yeah. You know, they uh, they made the playoffs, and it wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault that their defense was absolute god awful from jump. And he's been decent, but that's not somebody you're going to give forty four. There's there there's a team there's a team in Minnesota that hasn't been brought up in this whole thing. They've got Kirk Cousins, but there's a team where if you put Lamar Jackson on that team, and you're pairing Lamar Jackson now with their running back core, and I know that that's all up in the air with Delvin Cook getting older and Madison being brought back on a contract, and but with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. I mean, that'd be, and they're already paying their quarterback that kind of that big time money. But um, yeah. I, what's your best bet? What's your best guess right now on Lamar? Does he stay with Baltimore? Does he not? And if not, where? My best guess is that despite all the rhetoric and the hot air and the smoke and everything else, he's still going to wind up on Baltimore and uh, he may not be, happy but he's going to get paid this year there you go and and i don't see any other team maybe like you said indianapolis is a, that's a good point if they make a move then then indianapolis is the only other team i could see that possibly could do something like this yeah because you know, nobody else needs one that, that, that is in position to. Picks. nobody else wants to sign him to a guaranteed contract nobody else you know wants to mold their offense around a guy that 
their team's not ready for that. This is why you sign an agent as a player. Because right. teams right now, the the overarching model in the league right now is to hit on that young quarterback and have his rookie contract right. for five years and use that money to build around example him. To that. As opposed to paying Aaron Rodgers exactly. $376 billion a minute. Yeah, exactly. Because look, look at the hometown Seattle Seahawks. Okay, mm-hmm. When they won the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson was on his first year deal. That they were right. they were the, the when they prototypical went the next year he was example. still on his one year deal. After that, they signed him. You know, after he sent out vibes at you know at midnight or whatever. Couldn't whatever afford to crap. pay the Legion of Boom anymore. Yeah, yep. C- couldn't afford to pay, and they have not been back to Super Bowl since. No, and that's ten years now, just about. No, right? I t- I tend to agree and with you. So, I think that I think that if if if. If Lamar, I mean, yeah, I, I think Lamar ends up back in Baltimore this season. My best season. bet, if I had to put money on it this season, he ends up back there. I don't know that there's a possibility or a probability of a long-term deal anymore with them. No, he may I tell them to piss they, off. Yeah, they're not going to have a love fest like the Cowboys no. and Dak. No. That's not in the cards. So, I yeah, either way, it's a rough situation to watch. It should be interesting as, as we run up to the draft here to see how it all plays out. Baltimore is not currently in position to pick a high level quarterback in that draft. No. They're falling back on Tyler Huntley. If, if not, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be an interesting situation to watch play out. Uh, that's going to do it for us today though. Kevin, why don't you tell us what you got going on here over at uh, bellyupfantasysports.com and where we can find you and what's going on in the future. Well, there, there's a whole lot going on as, as you are well, you know, well aware that the, yeah. uh, Thursday is the start of the Major League Baseball season. And so tonight, we, Vince and I, have our, our fantasy baseball show. Then on Tuesday, we have it's not a fantasy show, it's a straight up baseball show, the Belly Up Baseball Super Show, getting ready to go. And so I'll be involved in that. And uh, uh, last week, as you, you know, you participated with the uh, with the draft, and I put out an article recapping that draft. So there's a lot of people that are drafting today for the season, and so you get over there and take a look at that, and you could see what actually happened and who took what and what my analysis of that pick was. And I don't know if you saw that, but I gave you a slam dunk because you. Uh, <laughs> no, I did. Judge. I did. So, Thank you. And um. <laughs> I also talked about in that article what my strategy was going into that article, and it did not pan out the way <laughs> I had planned it to do. Like and Mike so, Tyson said, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. <laughs> and uh, I got punched in the mouth when the third round came around because there was a guy I was targeting in that round that I didn't take a, a first, you know, in the first round, I didn't take a first baseman. Right, because I thought Paul Goldschmidt. Every mock draft I did, I got Paul Goldschmidt in the yep. third, but didn't did work not that way in reality. Yep. So, so you might want to get over there and take take a look at that. And uh, I'm going to have an article coming out now that we're past the post draft, and you've seen all these players that are hurt already, including uh, Reese Hoskins and and guys like that. That was a big blow this week. Yeah, it was a big blow. He's already down for the season. 
and some of these other guys that are going on a injured list and stuff. So what are you going to do? Who are you going to pick up? I've got an article that will address that very topic. Excellent. Uh, yeah, look, be on the lookout for dynasty for football wise. Be on the lookout for dynasty content and draft run up here coming up from from me and from everybody else over there. But uh, like Kevin said, head on over to BellyUpFantasySports.com. Check out all of, of Kevin's articles, Vince Stover's articles, uh, uh, Ian. Ian Lemersall's articles. Yeah, a lot of great stuff to get you ready. There on baseball, so. it's the it's the witching hour for for fantasy drafts. It is baseball starts like you said Thursday, so there will be there are a lot of last second ones that are coming up, but this is it. So if you need that information, if you're if you're cramming for a last second draft here, get on over to bellyupfantasysports.com, check that out, and uh, and get yourself some of that free content over there. Also, like he said, check out the Belly Up Fantasy Sports uh, or not Belly Up Fantasy Sports, the Belly Up Sports Baseball Super Show coming up Tuesday night. I'll be a part of that myself. Yep, um, I'll be representing so, my Dodgers. All right, there you go. And uh, and there apparently the Rangers as well. So, well, <laughs> I'll be talking uh, National League Central over there. So I'll be talking about the Brewers, but everybody else in that division as well should be a fun division this season. It coming should be. up should be a great year. I'm looking forward to it. But like you said, it starts on Thursday, so we are in the uh, in the eleventh hour in terms of that. Yep, definitely. So, uh, until then, we are going to bid you all adieu. We will, we thank you for joining us here. Join us here back here again. Same bat time, same bat channel next season or next week, should say. And uh, until then, check everything out over there, bellyupfantasysports.com, the Belly Up uh, Baseball Super Show Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Slanjava.